spectacularly haunted mansion for the Halloween episode of Harshy Dice Friends, or should I say, Spooky Dice Friends. Should I say that? I think you should. Okay. Welcome to Spooky Dice Friends. Oh, sorry, this is, this is my co-butler, Christopher Taylor. We butle together. My name's Grant Hart. We're in charge of this cabinet of mausolea. Which is a noun for things you find in a mausoleum. We keep many graves within this one cabinet. (laughs) So many tiny tombs. Dogs, mostly. Anyway, come through to the waiting room or lounge while the master of the house prepares this evening's entertainments. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. This is a Halloween special. Chris and I love theme episodes. Not Halloween in particular, I think it's overdone, but I love having something to talk about. That is true. Topics are tops. I did suggest Mm. that we do the entire podcast dressed up as another podcast. Mm. Mm. But I fear that we may get some legal action levied against us if we tried that. Just going to put on my Ira Glass costume. Hi. Hi, I'm Ira Glass, and I have a particular intonation. Is that what he sounds like? I don't Probably. know. Probably. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I'll dress up as the worst McElroy. There's no way to speak about Travis. <laughs> like, they're, like they're, they're games journals, just like I was. Just like you were legally that one time we snuck in to get free drinks. <laughs> that time I broke in for cocktails, yeah. <laughs> that time you pretended to be a photographer without a camera. I didn't even have a camera. We... No. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That was my best dress up. I was a journalist for a bit to play Street mm-hmm. Fighter and drink somebody's cocktails. Mm-hmm. This is a Halloween episode. We th- uh, we're going to do some Halloween themed games. Uh, we do like I, a bit of spooks, actually. I like a bit, of, and that's the thing. I'm not sure whether I like spooks or whether whether what I like is horror or mm. like actually scary. Because spooky stuff isn't scary. It's just like themed. It's like camp stuff. It's like it's like it's about as scary as like a tiki bar is. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it's just everything's focused around bats and gravestones and skeletons. Yeah. And I I realise that this is probably a a conversation for a questions episode. Role-playing games and horror have mm-hmm. a long and storied history. Mm-hmm. They've always been together. However, yes. actually having a scary game of a role-playing game, mm-hmm. I'm going to say almost impossible. It's very hard because you the the magic circle required to scare someone is quite tricky to to establish and maintain. Mm. Like I have done it once when I was younger. When I oh, in those heady days of youth. When I did the full lights out candles thing, and the nice. only way I could do it was to pull a jump scare. Okay, you hit the table. I I, I slammed the book on the floor so it was even louder. Fine. Great, that's fine. But that's it. That's the only time I've had people genuinely scared, and that's because of a loud noise. That's the thing. So like, it's quite hard to scare people in character. Mm. It's not like you can probably scare people out of character by getting like a cap gun, or like <laughs> like a. Uh... Pointing it at their head and screaming. Sneaking up behind them, pouring like a drink down their back, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
overturning the table saying some really racist shit. Wow. Well, because like, if one of my close friends started saying some racist shit, I'd be upset. Yeah, I mean, upset. But... Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> what are you dressed as? A reprehensible human being. <laughs> it is difficult. So I think what we should do is try and try and make some white-hot terror games. Or yeah. just some spooky games. But they're going to be Halloween-themed games. And I've got four pictures for you this week, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We've also, we've also reached out on Twitter to mm-hmm. ask some, to ask people for some things. But I thought, I'd, I thought I'd bring mine first. Okay. Okay. Pitch the first. Haptic VR orgy. <laughs> but, but you take out the VR part. So it's just a real orgy, or it's no. just on a screen. It's a sit no, because the haptics there. Okay. The VR isn't, so you can't see what's going on. But you're taking part in an orgy with full feedback. Right. That sounds really unsettling to me. That I mean, like, yeah. Honestly, I think any game like that is very unsettling. So there's a, there's a load of games on Steam that at the moment that do very clever things with sound. Okay. And the like. There's a very simple top-down game where you are a dot, and when you move, it makes lines and that bounce off of walls and things. Right. And the monster also makes those lines. So you can always see where the monster is as long as mm-hmm. it's not obscured by multiple walls because you can mm-hmm. see the sound waves. Right. And you've just got to try and escape. So you've got to go through a maze, basically. Mm-hmm. Hide from the monster and just use the the, the visual representation of sound. Mm-hmm. And this is this is kind of like that where you've got to use only <laughs> only force feedback touch. And considering that the two kinds of haptic feedback instruments I've used for video games are a vibrating controller mm-hmm. and a steering wheel that kind of locks up when you go over a rumble strip. Yeah, it's all made from current and existing technology. <laughs> Teledildonics do exist. Okay, it's going to be hacked together in a fun way. Okay. I say, I say fun. We're going to make it out of existing things. So there's going to be a lot of like original Xbox 360 controllers are going to be in there. Um, there's going to be a steering wheel. There's probably going to be um, whatever the biofeedback thing was, which plugged into the uh, into the DS, which was never really released. <laughs> that one, I think, I think there was like a like a Tetris version, and you were supposed to sort of like you, you put on a you put on a pulse reader, and then the more yeah. the more terrified you got, the the, the worse Tetris became. Yes, like, which sounds like make Tetris worse. Level one of Tetris, fun. Anything after that, nope. I yeah, that's fair. I think I can imagine like, but like you've got objectives, and like and like you know your 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 um your radio operator is barking in your ear. We need you to get the plans out of the orgy, Snake, and so. <laughs> But again, you can't see. It's it's pitch black in there. You're gonna have to feel your way around. And so you've got haptic feedback. You've probably got headphones as well, so you can sort of hear things. You'd have panels all over your body. Maybe maybe you're suspended in some sort of rig. Again, using current current technology, mm-hmm. they do have force feedback vests. Nothing that professional. What well, it's 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 a it's a vibration module in a. Oh no! Yes, yes, yes. We do have. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Like I'm not. Like, I'm, it's not like oh, I can you? feel individual fingertips. No, it's like yeah. if you've been shot in the shoulder, it will it give can... you a kick in the shoulder. Great. Yeah. Okay. That works. Well, it's one of those kicking orgies. And obviously, and obviously, you're driving around with a force feedback steering wheel. There is a force feedback steering wheel adjacent to your genital area. <laughs> That's how we handle all genitals. <laughs> I'm reminded of the advice that's given to all NASCAR drivers and Destruction Derby drivers, which is to keep your thumbs outside the wheel. Is that is that because like they they cut they come off? Yeah, because when somebody hits you, the wheels lock one way suddenly. Oh, I see. Okay, so they oh, will so it might scythe your fingers and break off your thumbs. Right. Okay. Um. So that's doubly terrifying. What a spooky and erotic thrill. <laughs> 
I, th- I think it's strange that it's an orgy. I think you could do this in any kind of place. You could do a nice haunted house. Yeah, but like haptic feedback feels like the natural. That's the thing. I also want it to be unsettling and distressing. Mm-hmm. And the thought of going in blind to an orgy is distressing. Yeah, and and you've got objectives. You've got to get. You've got to rescue the president. That sort of thing. <laughs> Actually, no. I don't, I don't want to go to the. I don't. I don't want to go to an orgy with this president. No, with a president. Like, okay, Barack Obama. I could take part in an orgy with. <laughs> He'll be wearing those those Groucho Marx glasses. That there's a president you could have a hand job with. <laughs> okay, all right. Can I give you my second pitch? Yes. Ingress rooms. Now we've had the joke before about ingress rooms. Yeah. The person who's playing the game isn't fully aware they're playing, I see. which makes it even spookier. I mean, it makes it breaking an interest. <laughs> yeah, but it's a game. Just a prank. Sure. It's, just, it's just a joke, lol. I think if you video it, your phone. Yes, that's how it works. No? No, okay. All right, okay. So genuinely, I like the idea of ingress rooms, and I like the idea of horror-themed ingress rooms. I just worry mm-hmm. that doing it to somebody... That is a crime, isn't it? Is a, is a bad thing. Yeah, you need to get them to sign some sort of Fifty Shades of Grey-style contract beforehand. Yes, a sort of in perpetuity thing, and then hit them eight years later. At some point over the next six months. Okay, yeah, that's fair. It's like, oh, you can, I think you, uh, I remember watching a documentary on this, you can sign up to get kidnapped in America. You can, you can get psychologically tortured as a jape. Apparently it's a, it's something which some couples do to bond. There's a Netflix series called Dark Tourism, I believe, where somebody, yeah, it's it's quite interesting actually, they go to all sorts of like, death festivals across the world, weird stuff like that. cool, yeah. Um, But he goes on one of these like, haunted house psychological torture things, Mm -hmm. and he is out in the intro. It is just like SAS stress positions and yelling. Oh. And then they take you to the haunted house. Yeah, one of those weird torture dungeons that you can go to in America. It's a a bizarre concept. That's the thing, like, kidnapping sounds quite intimate. I get the impression that if I sign up to be kidnapped, at least my kidnappers are going to be focusing on me, you know? Yeah, and also, like, if you're signing up, they're not going to hurt you. Like, that's, well, not much. I I think what I'm getting at is that's what they're doing this weekend. That's true. You're taking somebody else's time, and isn't that the most valuable thing? Well, I'm paying them. It makes me it makes me feel special that someone's giving me attention. Whereas sure. if I'm going to one of these sort of stress position, we yell at you and throw you in a box haunted house things, they're getting like twenty people an hour through those things. Yeah, true. And I just feel it just feels a bit impersonal, you know? It's like mm. it's, it's like going on a roller coaster that shoots you. <laughs> and and early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on a roller coaster, and then you, and like in 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 the line, there's like there's a bear trap on your leg. <laughs> That's how it starts. I've got two more. I've got two more pictures for games. Hear me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Christopher. I don't remember what these are past the title. Okay. Are these actually spooky? Oh, these are spookier than the last two. Ah, uh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm here for these then. Let's, let's okay. hear this. Ghost Convincer. I see. And then Ghost Convincer 2, colon, <laughs> laid to rest. <laughs> so what I'd like you to do is take the reins from here. <laughs> and you to just really, really roll with this, with this million dollar idea I I've have. given you this Fabergé egg. Can you just, um... No, Put sorry. I'm giving this... Un- <laughs> You put lipstick on this Fabergé horse. Yeah. So, ghost convincer. Mm-hmm. You've got things like trying to convince a ghost to move on. Mm. Like the sort of mundane things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the fun game here. Right. I think the fun game is to convince one of your friends that they are a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true horror of Halloween. <laughs> 
mean, my original idea was he had to convince someone that you were a ghost, but that's much better. <laughs> Mine's more weaponized. Yeah, it's great. So, so, so you have to convince someone they're a ghost. Yes. So we can't do this with a contract because they won't buy it. Yeah. So only acknowledge them at night. Hmm. Okay. When they've when they've been there a while, like when they move the next time, just suddenly panic. Mm-hmm. And scream and run. Mm. I think like you you want to you want to keep some Ouija boards around the house. So if you accidentally say something to them, they can try and talk to you. God, imagine if they just bought in like really quickly. How good that would be. Oh, like if 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 they were into it, yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. I just worry that it's a, again again it's one of these great games that's a crime. That yeah, that's gaslighting, isn't it? Actually, yeah, it's not a crime, but it is abuse. It is abuse. Oh, yeah, not a fun game for parties. No, well, I think if you made it a f- okay, so you can make it a fun game for a party. Why well, it's obviously a joke. Yes. However. You have to, like, you, you just treat the person as invisible. And if they move something, it'd be like a ghost move something. Yeah, you just start screaming. You'd, like, you'd be like, whoa, what was that, guys? This is crazy. What's in this drink? <laughs> uh, it, it seems like we've got some spectral activity here. And, like, and like you, you, play it, you play it slightly camp. Yeah. Maybe one person at the start is allowed to look at them in the eye and give them a little wink and then carry on. Maybe what we're doing here, mm. and I realise this is a roundabout way of getting to this. What we're oh, planning yes. for is next Halloween. Right, yeah. Right? Okay. Sure as shame this Halloween. And no, when people can get together again, optimistically. Yes, I think, I think you're being a bit optimistic, honestly. Maybe they can get together in, I don't know, Australia. All right, New Zealand, this this Halloween. New Zealand's fine, yeah. Yeah, you, right. you can do a mouth spit party in, uh, in New Zealand right now, yeah. What sort of casual LARP can you mm. do for Halloween? Because obviously there's mm. the classic, there's murder mysteries, right? Yeah. I've, they're, I've they're, never they're done involved. one, but they seem daft fun. They're all right. They're a bit involved and quite um, what's the word? Railroady. That's kind of fine. There's there's no GM. There's no decisions to make, as it were. Um, yeah. And there's but you get to dress up and you know, put put on an accent for a while. If yeah, that's and I, I like I like that idea. But it, it but it's a whole evening and it's mm-hmm. costumes and it's you've got to be in character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What fun, spooky, like mm. with like rubber spider's end of the spooky spectrum Mm -hmm. halloween larps can you do that you can play at a party while it also being a party yeah okay now i i would dearly love to go to a party where there would be a pervasive game Mm. because that 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 would that would remove most of the fear of party especially if i was running the pervasive game and i'm realizing now that a party where there's a pervasive game i'm just describing most of my projects yes uh, and friendships but <laughs> what I'm thinking is, it would have to be related to the costume you're wearing. Okay. That would give you that would give you powers. And what I'm thinking is, like, you're, maybe you're putting together like a league of evil. Mm. Now, one problem is a lot of people dress up as things that aren't evil for Halloween. Well, that's that's perfect. Okay. Well, you've got to have you've got to have victims of Dracula. Ah, like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Like, so if somebody dresses yeah. up as an actual horror creature a, a, character... A, Hall- a Halloween monster. You've got mummies, yes. Draculas, Frankensteins. Yeah. Then they fall into their ter- stereotypical roles. Mm, if somebody okay. has dressed up as, as you say, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. they're not a Jedi, they're a person in an outfit. That's interesting. That's interesting. So only Halloween monsters get the uh, get the juice. Yes. And you don't tell right. anybody until they turn up. No, I think we'd have to tell people that. that, that no, no, no. Sorry, you, you tell them. Game. You tell them it's going to be a game. Right. Okay. But the rules will be explained when you get here. Please come in gotcha. costume. Right. Okay. So you don't you don't have people like power gaming, right? You don't go. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the best monster I could be for this? At that point, like you might get people dressed as Godzilla. That's pretty cool. 
That's that is pretty cool. But he's going to have problems mm-hmm. getting his own drinks. That's very the yeah, scale issue true. there. He's, def- <laughs> he's to scale. You just got to assume that, like in fiction, he's further away. Yeah, he's massive. He's outside <laughs> the room. You have to yell. <laughs> Somebody get Godzilla a barrel of beer, please. <laughs> Comes pre-prepared with a walkie-talkie so he can talk to his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have their powers. Right. What's the goal? If we look at traditional sort of pervasive party games, mm-hmm. we can look at things like there's Werewolf. There's two. There's uh, well, Werewolf and Two Rooms and a Boom aren't necessarily pervasive, but they can be. You can you can sort of slow down the pace of them. Yes. Um, so so you have sort of hidden role games. Hard to do hidden role games when you're dressed as a vampire. So what I'm thinking is, if you come dressed as a as as, as a as a spookity villain, or mm-hmm. someone from a horror film. So like, I would accept the final girl. Yes, absolutely. Or right? um, Mr. Voorhees. Yeah. So like, so it could be it could be someone from a film or a like an iconic monster, what have you. What you're trying to do is kill and recruit the ghosts of everyone else in the party. Okay. So if you can sort of, I don't know whether it's fun to sort of, oh, you can get someone alone, as it were, because that seems like it, it, it could be kind of unsettling. Yeah. And also really disappointing. Okay, hang on. Okay. Hang on here. Mm-hmm. What if we drop the stakes even lower than that? Directly into a vampire's chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they like to call them coffins. <laughs> Uh, sleep chest? <laughs> uh, bed box? <laughs> my, and my little, beyond! My little dirty bed box! <laughs> it's full of gravy and filth. <laughs> no. So what the person has to do mm-hmm. is, ma- is meet their body count. Oh, that's challenging. Or, like, essentially reenact the film to a degree, right? All right, what you got? What I'm saying is, like, if if somebody's dressed as like a raincoat-clad killer, mm-hmm. they've got to quickly Google how many people they kill. They have to work out how many. We have to work out what they what everyone did last summer. Yes. Right. Okay. Actually, that's even better. This is. I'm, I'm going to up the stakes again. I make it more complicated. Oh, pulling it back out the vampire. Okay, sure. When somebody comes in in a Halloween outfit, you work mm-hmm. you the the GM as it were, give them a task associated with their costume, and if they complete it before the end of the party, they get a reward. There we go. That's lovely. I'm talking like party bag. Oh. You know, like it's got some rubber spiders and cake in it. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's a fun prize. Whatever. It's a fun prize. It's not like ten grand and a watch. No. <laughs> It's it's super low stakes. So if you yeah. get the raincoat killer, you have to work out what tw- you, you have to write down what twelve people did last summer, and if okay. they call you on it, uh, you lose. So it's a variant of that great party game you got me, dear lord. Yes, Chris got me a party game for my for my birthday. Uh, oh, three years ago now. I think it's for my thirtieth. Mm. Four years ago. Christ, Christ. Come on, Granddad, tell the story. Oh, the sensor cannot hold. The falcon cannot see the falcon. <laughs> It's a very strange... I think we talked about it on the podcast before, but if we haven't... If we have, I'm sorry, but if we have, I'm going to... Anyway, you, you're just supposed to have a conversation. In fact, it is a pervasive party game. You're just supposed to have a normal normal conversation and hang out and do stuff. And then you're given these weird behaviours to do. So things like pretend to receive a phone call or stand up, turn around three times and sit down. Right. Sing the next response to the, to, to the question. And like you're given these behaviours... And if someone calls you out on them, you lose a point. You okay. do it without being called out, you get a point. 
Mm. Or like, or like they get the point or something. Sure. The first ten seconds of thinking about that, you're like, oh, that sounds like an interesting idea. And then, actually, if you play the game to win, everyone descends immediately into the uncanny valley. <laughs> everyone starts acting not like a human because it's much easier to bait someone. Mm. Like during the first half hour of play, because not everyone knows what the cards are. So you just start behaving really quickly. Like we started playing, and one of the players stood up and immediately started slapping the table and like and, and like and like sh- and like shaking his ass around. And is, is that is that a cut? I wish he'd stop. <laughs> but if I call him out and it's not a thing, then I lose a point. And so it's it's a bit challenging. However, I think that we could have something along those lines. So what you do is, is the, the, so the GM's running this, and the GM's like, hey, before lunchtime on the day of the party, got to send me a picture of your costume. Yes. The earlier the better, please. Like, a week before will be best, but before lunchtime, otherwise just um, otherwise you can't play. So you come along, and then you get given these, you, you get given not this hidden role game, but a hidden action game. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of hidden role in a way. Because um, they don't know the, what you're doing, but they know who you are. Because, yeah. Yes, so, so the clue for the raincoat killer... Is that that's from the film we know what you did last summer? Right, right, okay. They don't know that you've got to work out what exactly twelve or however many people did last summer. Mm, mm. And everybody's different. You you pick a different thing. Like if there's four Draculas, they're all doing something different mm-hmm. from yeah, the films for sure. and the books and like the entirety of the Dracula mythos, just, just like something Dracula themed, right? Yeah, like you've got to do an, a Gary Oldman impression for the whole evening, and you can you can make it as, as like a photo scavenger hunt or something, like like uh, like photograph yourself looking looking uh, expressly at the moon, expressively at the moon, not expressly at the moon. Get a picture of you standing next to mirrors where you're not in the mirror. See, perfect, great, love it. But like the idea is that you've got to get, that you can't have a patsy taking photos of you. You've Mm -hmm. got to try and get people to take selfies with you and angle it right. To be fair, that would be quite Dracula, having a patsy do stuff for you. Yes, that's true. (laughs) I mean, in, in one case, you have Dracula, like never get yourself a drink. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you only, get yourself a drink, it's only red wine, and somebody else must give it to you. <laughs> Convince someone to eat bugs. You must take their drink. If you're playing among mates, that's probably okay. Yeah, I th- like, like I figure it's like it's like it would, it would have to be quite a quite a close knit group of people, and yeah. like you've always got the capacity to say like, "Hey, time out! Is this part of the game? What are we doing? I'll be cool about this." Yeah, you know. Like or, or or like is is this cool? What's going on? But unfortunately, like there is there is we are it's open to some abuse. But hopefully, we can have we can have yeah. people. Who like are I'm, I want to keep this like incredibly low stakes. Like the idea yeah. that like eighty percent of people will complete their thing. There's another thing which I want to do mm-hmm. as part of this. I want there to be a strict time limit. Yes, yes, you've got to do it before X. You've got to do it before say um, midnight. No, no, like half past nine. <laughs> oh yeah, you're old, I forget. Okay, no, the reason why I say half past nine is because everyone's going to be too drunk after half past nine. That's true. To make like to to to, to have any head not head or tail of what's going on. Also, people generally show up around seven. I've, so I've never been to a party, so I wouldn't know what time people show up. We we've had parties. Yeah, I was already we there. held party. That's true. Yeah, you never actually left the house. No, you must have done when you were younger. Maybe. Oh, your birthday parties. Yeah, it's fine. Well, didn't, didn't you used to go and smoke smoke mushrooms in barns and stuff when you were growing up in the countryside? Yes, that's what we all did. I don't want the game to wear on. No, and also you want that bit afterwards where people are like, oh, what was your thing? Yeah, 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 precisely. You did get, you manage you the, to do you your thing? Aftercare. And then yeah. you're like, yes, can you, 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 you and you please 
send me the photographs you took of me. Which means you've got this really lovely presentation thing where, like, the host, who would be the Crypt Keeper. Absolutely. Or just, or just our, our dual butlers from before. You've got you've got the narrator, and the narrator is is like is like frames it as ah the tale of Dracula three, mm-hmm. who had to get pictures of himself not in mirrors. How did it go, Dracula? And Dracula comes up and he's like, not very well. <laughs> I'm in every shot. <laughs> I misunderstood the conceits. In this one, you can see a bit of my bum. <laughs> That's kind of a win, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, then you'd, you'd, you'd have, like, actually, let's go back in the beginning of this. You get the other yeah. bad party bags. Yeah. You get good party bags and bad party bags. Ah, so tricks every, and treats. Exactly. Everybody gets something. Yeah. But, like, this one's full of nice things and this one's just full of sour warheads. Yeah, this one's got, like, got like like luxury dildos in it. Like, ergonomically <laughs> shaped. And this one's got really bad, cheap dildos you found. <laughs> oh. Online. You found online. No. No. It's a bit like finding porn in the woods. That's a health hazard. You find, you find, you find a, a, a box full of unwrapped dildos in a, <sighs> in, in a warehouse. That's grim. <laughs> I was just thinking, like... Oh, know, Chris, some of these dildos have gone off. Can we use them? <laughs> I'm thinking like a Kit Kat with one of the sticks removed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of literal biohazards. What's this? What did I get? In, what did you get in your bag? Oh, it's a full sharps bin. Um, yeah, I don't get it either. What did you get? Oh, ten thousand pounds and a watch. What did you get monkey's paw. Oh, not again. <laughs> Completely used. Oh, that's just, that's just a monkey's fist at that point. Which is ironically what the dildo was called. <laughs> but I like this. I like this. Chris Rotz got into these dicks. <laughs> Throw them out. Sorry, you should have thrown them out when you knew what they were. That's true. Anyway, mm. I like the idea of these really low stake LARP games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 like and like you either win like the party bag would be like three pounds or one pound. Yes, and like maybe everyone could sort of go in at the start to maybe to, to help fund it a bit. That might be nice. Sure, but like everything, everything in all the bags was bought in a pound shop. Yes. So one of them is full of like slowly. pound store sweets. So they're basically okay. They're just not name brand. One of one of them's like mini cheddars. Sure. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, or, or like a broken tank from the toy aisle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not a tank. You can glue that out together. You can have a little time with your tank, but it's not... <laughs> have a little time with your tank. What are you doing, Chris? I'm just spending some time with a broken tank growing up me for Halloween. Yeah, it's my weekend. <laughs> dude, dude. Oh, man, it's great. Oh, he needs friends, eh? <laughs> me. That's why I have to play with the tank. The tank's turret turns around. You don't need friends, Christopher. <laughs> Stare into my barrel and you'll see a better world. Glue another pair of tits on me. <laughs> You've got green stuff and adequate modelling skill. Give me some real heavy hangers. You can make me sexy tank. <laughs> like in your Japanese cartoons. <laughs> like that dream you had. <laughs> Found a big safe tank you crawled into. So this is this is a great idea, and I love this very much. Do you want to have a quick look through Twitter and see if there's any um, yes sort of sort of strong pictures? Evans Bizarre October writes in Ghost Eater Haunt Cuisine. Oh gosh, what a great name! That's lovely. But also, like, I'd quite like to find 
a menu that is just the ghosts of food. That's what I'm thinking. Extinct foods. Foods which can no longer be produced. Or, or... Dodo sandwiches. Like a hamburger that's been run over. <laughs> if I eat a sandwich, can a ghost then eat the ghost of that sandwich? Yes, but they will have to get it out of you. How does the pig ghost interact with that, if it was a ham sandwich? Oh, it's furious. Okay, it's there as well. Yeah. There is a there, there is a chain of angry ghosts. Composite ghosts. Yeah. I think it's just a really good menu item, honestly. Haunt cuisine. Yeah. That, that, is, that is what I'd call my spookity Halloween menu. Yes, absolutely. I like the idea of like trying to find food which has been killed. <laughs> and not in a not in a carnival way. Right. In a this is the ghost of the Louis of Louis XIV's banquet. What's that? Sorbet. The ghost of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it is neither in this world nor the next. It's cold, but quite strongly flavoured sometimes. You know, you get those healthy sweets for, for children, like middle class children. Or bad sweets, yes. Yeah, they're like the ghosts of sweets. They are, aren't they? Or just Palmer Violets. Palmer Violets, the ghost of flavour. I think Palmer Violets are demons. That's true, yes. I think that I think it's too strong a flavour. There's something darker and more malicious about the Palmer Violet. My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, gets gets her children these sort of beetroot chews. <laughs> there's a bear. There's a bear on the packet, and they're made out of beetroot and, and black currants. And I, I feel so bad for the children. So I have to. Like, this, this is the closest thing they get to sweets. Do you just sugar load them whenever you meet them? Uncle Grant will always buy you an ice cream. Yeah, Uncle Grant, the candy dealer. I, I got I got my I got my little nephew um twenty pounds worth of bonbons for his Christmas. Yeah, yeah. My my sister in law was fucking furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this game where you come around people's houses and then do mysterious challenges. Yes. What's it called? It doesn't have to be great because we don't have to market it. It's not. It's like it's a, it's it's not a money making game. So we've got. We've got the basic Halloween tropes to work from, mm-hmm. but there's a certain amount of like identity stuff in there as well, and personality and acting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking something like something to do with the ghosts of these entities, mm-hmm. but I can't think past that. I've got a solid idea. Okay, so a lot of these things which you're describing would be uh, which like a, a lot of the classic beasts, spooks. You'd describe them as monsters, wouldn't you? I would. And they'd all be in the same place, wouldn't they? They would be located similarly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in fact, like, we'd be sort of remixing it, in a way. We'd be remixing these monsters into a new thing. Yes. Um, which is why I think we'd call it, a, we'd call it The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. TM. TM. Original content, do not steal. Fucking come at us. <laughs> We've got a Dracula back here. What you got? I quite like that, actually. I think if we just call it the Monster Mash Brackets TM registered trademark. <laughs> no, it's like, not actually really... trademarked. That's the name of the game. Oh, I see. So TM stands for the monsters. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we write it the like monster the TM. Mash Brackets the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you could you could play like at Christmas, you could play the same game, but one of you is secretly Santa, like a secret Santa game. But one you of you secretly the same Santa. Because you don't dress up as fucking vampires at Christmas. <laughs> oh, so, so we call Secret Santa? Yeah, it's Secret Santa, but literally one of you is secretly Santa. Right, okay. And must secretly distribute gifts. 
I see. So you've got to like reverse pickpocket. And the whole point, yeah. And the whole point is that you get like the goodie bag, as it were, the extra mm. prize if you catch Santa. Ah, I see. So you'd have to have quite a good Santa. Yeah, but the idea is that, like, again, eight, at least eighty percent of people are going to win. I think, I think you could have quite a fun hidden role game where you've got Santa and and their elves, mm-hmm. and they're all on one side. And if you catch an elf, it doesn't count. And then maybe uh, like you you've get, got you you've get got to get, you've got to work your way through the system to get Santa. You you, have, you, uh, you know like cut off the head and the body will die, but you mm-hmm. have to try and work up through his various levels of lieutenants. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in. Like, in that Lord of the Rings game where you enslave orcs. Yes. Hmm. Okay. All right. The Monster Mash, TM. Monst- monstrous so- Mash. The Monstrous Monst- Mashual. Mashual? Yes, it's mash, casual, and manual. Right. Okay. What does the manual refer to? And also the it's Monstrous casual, Manual. It's fancy dress. Right. Oh, because of role-playing. Because of role-playing, full circle. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Because I didn't actually mention what this podcast is in the introduction. Oh, it, it's Halloween and it doesn't matter. That's true. It never matters. Okay, so I'm not going. I'm not going to write the monster manual on the no, front of a I podcast because it's going to be I really think, confusing. Honestly, for that suggestion I just gave you explains indicates just how tired I truly am. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's call it let's call it let's call it a spooky day. No, let's call it a night, <laughs> listener. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends and for um I for one am really upset that Ghost Game Into Two Lay Two Rest wasn't wasn't made into a full game. But maybe maybe next year, eh? Maybe after we make the first one. You can get you can get too tied down by chronology, man. That is at least true. the second one, everyone's gonna be like, well, because Sonic Two better than Sonic One, right? Absolutely. Let's just, let's just skip to that. And also Half-Life then we can two, create a mystique. Where are copies of the first one? Oh, it was it was lost. If anybody can find it though, oh. I'd love a, I'd love a copy. If anybody has that PDF on their hard drives, yeah. And then and like so like Frog Fractions. That's the thing about Frog Fractions, right? They release their games in chronological in chronological order. Mm. Fucking cowards! Let's release us. Let's release our prequel before the sequel. No, <laughs> the other way around. Sense. The other way around. But we'll we'll secretly release a prequel after we put out the sequel. Thank you for listening. We love you very much. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money. And then that way you get to come and join the Discord and come and hang out with all of us. Uh, mainly in the Discord, we are showing pictures of the end of our Hades runs. <laughs> that is heavy at the moment. That is heavy at the moment as we show our, our, our juicy boon combos. It is also an extremely good wide net support structure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it turns thing. out. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's really useful. If so, you don't get to see other people or sunlight for a while. So if you want to, if you've been struggling with not seeing other people or sunlight, why not come along to the Hearty Dice Friends patron? Otherwise, just carry on listening. We love you very much. You're a good egg. Your hair looks great, no matter what they say. Okay? Goodbye. Bye.